Hi, I'm Payne Nelson, and you're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to us live on Tuesdays from 7.30 to 8 p.m. or on Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on WFMP.org or 88.7 FM in the Mid-Hudson Valley. This is the only radio station endorsed by Stephen Colbert, WFMP, The Edge. WFNP Rosendale. It's time for your weekly sports update with your hosts, Peyton Nelson, Zach Tokash, and Adam Koblick. This is the Sports Corner. Play ball! Good evening and welcome to Sports Corner on WFNP The Edge on this lovely two. Tuesday evening, I'm Peyton Ellison, joined by Jacob Sanson. We have a lot to get to um, in the sports world, including sports that didn't ha- exactly <laughs> happen in the sports arena. <laughs> Combat sports took a different stage. It was very one-sided, too. <laughs> Before we get to that, let's get to New Paltz Athletics updates. Uh, Jacob, what do you have for us? Oh, Peyton. Thank you for the wonderful intro, as always. And now time for your new Paltz Athletic Update. Kicking it off, men's volleyball are rocking at a 17-4 and record with a 5-0 in the UVC and stay undefeated in the UVC action after a 3-1 road win over Vassar. Katie Zaito surpasses career 100-point total as SUNY New Paltz women's lacrosse routes Potsdam in a 17-6 victory. Equestrian was crowned the 2022 ECAC Single Discipline North Champions, and SUNY New Paltz Equestrian earns the fourth seed in the NCEA Single Discipline Championships. Softball freshman Jackie Rometto and men's lacrosse sophomore John Reese are named New Paltz Players of the Week. And now for your upcoming events. On Wednesday, we have softball versus St. John's on Long Island. Hey, that's right by my home. (laughs) At 3.30 and 5.30 p.m. at Mary Gray Dean Field. On Wednesday, we also have baseball versus St. Joseph's Brooklyn. Not by me. 4 p.m. Lauren Campbell Memorial Field, which will be their home opener. And... Capping off Wednesday will be men's volleyball at Springfield at 6 p.m. Moving to Friday, we're looking at baseball at Oswego at 3 p.m. Softball and pl- uh, sorry, softball at Plattsburgh for a doubleheader at 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. respectively, and then men's volleyball at Elmira El- Elmira at 6 p.m. <laughs> and then on Saturday, no Sunday games it appears. We got a whole slew of things coming at you. The Equestrian Regionals will be Saturday with the time to be announced. Softball will be playing at Potsdam for for another doubleheader at 12 p.m. and 2 p.m. Baseball will be at Oswego at 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. Women's Lacrosse will be against Brockport at 1 p.m. on the North Turf Field. Men's lacrosse will be against Geneseo at 1 p.m. at the South Turf Field. Men's volleyball at Nazareth at 1 p.m. 
And to wrap up this whole weekend of events, women's tennis at Wilkes University, rocking at 4 p.m. And now for more information on New Paltz Sports, follow us on Instagram at New Paltz Talks, Twitter at NPOx, or as always, head on over to NPHawks.com. And that sums up your New Paltz Athletics update. And so with that, I pass the mic back to you, Peyton. I almost just pulled an Anthony Davis from my knee. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you for that um, update as always. So now we move on to a sport that usually isn't broadcasted on the biggest stage, but on Sunday at around 10 p.m., 10.30 p.m., it was one of the most watched events of all time. And it lasted like for like two seconds. And that's slap boxing. <laughs> and what I mean by that is the Will Smith slap heard around the world. And I don't really want to um, spend too much time on this, but... I mean, it, it's everywhere. At this point, this late on Tuesday, you have heard it. You have seen the video. You've seen the memes. <laughs> and, and if you haven't, you you just have to be living under a rock. But <clears throat> you already know, uh, Chris Rock... Made a joke about Will Smith's wife, uh, Jada Pickett Smith. Um, Will Smith was laughing, and then he saw his wife's face and went up and kind of make this sound very accurate. That <laughs> straight to Chris, Chris Rock's face, and then he started yelling. At, you 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 know the story. I hope you know the story. So, just a quick question: Was this real or fake? Oh, it's real. It, it's without a doubt real. I mean, everyone's saying, oh, well, it's fake because the Oscars have been plummeting in ratings and this brought eyes to it. This is not the eyes the Oscars want at them. <laughs> this was awful publicity. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's real. It, it's got to be real. What? Like, I I can see the argument. That says it's staged, but you also can't say it's hundred percent not real. So, yeah, I mean, I th- I thought the most telling thing was uh, I saw there was a few parts of Will Smith's autobiography that became viral after this moment. Particularly, there's a few parts of the autobiography where he says he feels like he always has this struggle, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But there's this struggle he has with being the protector, the provider of his family. He feels, I won't use, uh, he doesn't use the word, but almost emasculated. You know, he feels less of a man. He feels like he struggles to kind of find his role and where this ego kind of comes out from that exact place. And after seeing that part and reading the actual part of the autobiography, it seems kind of straightforward happened there. He thought it was fine and then... The protector mode went in, and that that's just what it looked like to me, and especially, we won't allude to it, but uh, all of the memes from last time Will Smith was in the news, I feel like definitely <laughs> affected it. <laughs> you know, we, we can have a whole discussion about this, but unfortunately, this is a sports show. If you want to hear about that, listen to the Culture Report at 4 p.m. on Tuesdays with Tay and his friends. Great show promo. That's what we do here at WFPDH. Now let's get to sports. And there's a lot that went on that I just have on the list that I don't have 
any specific order, but uh, let's start local. Let's start with the NBA, uh, where as of two- Thursday at 12 p.m., Kyrie Irving is now eligible to play at the Barclays Center and at Madison Square Garden. How did we get here after the past 24 hours from Thursday? It was looking very unlikely that would be lifted. I don't know, but we're here. And um, Kyrie made his return to Barclays Center on Sunday, started two for 17, and then made three clutch shots and didn't matter. The Nets lost 119 to 110 to the Charlotte Hornets in a very important game. But, um, well, he's back. <laughs> That's all you need to know. So, I guess the question now is, how does this help the Nets' chances at champ? Jacob's taking his head. I, I I don't think it does. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. I really don't think it does. I think the only kid incineration that the Nets, like, what will really help push the Nets overboard is if Ben Simmons shows up and plays. And more specifically... That, that would be how has Ben Simmons' defense uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? How How is it now, now that it's been so long? Because the one thing that I think uh, will hold back the Nets, which is the one thing I've been saying all year, is their defense. I mean, you just saw in a game against the Grizzlies, KD and Kyrie both dropped like 40, 40. points, I think it was. I think it was legitimately they both dropped 40. And – the Grizzlies still won that game because the Grizzlies understood that, hey, yeah, KD, Kyrie, take your shots. You can't defend us, though. So, two side notes. Number one, Desmond Payne is the most chiseled sharpshooter I've seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Desmond Payne guy. And, and number two, how how do you lose your best player, probably top ten this year, and this is what you're doing? Oh my! It's it's ridiculous to say the least. Like the Nets are rocking at the eight seed right now. the The Nets. Let me ask you this, Payton. Do you think the Nets will be a playoff or a play in team? At this point, playing. Whether it's whether it's seven or eight, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they would need to go on a pretty intense run to which the Raptors would have to fall tremendously about four games. But, I mean, hey, is it's not completely ludicrous. I just think it's very unlikely. But what about you, Payne? How do you feel about the Nets' likelihood of winning a championship? I know I, I chimed in with my two cents, but I never let you get to your point. Honestly, what they showed against the Heat and what they showed against the Bulls, well, the Bulls are, have fallen off now, what they showed against the Bucks that game with, with just Kyrie, I think... Actually, no. I believe they'll be fine. They just have to get out of that plan. That's the first thing. And, of course, that's two games. Well, maybe two games. It could just be one game. Um, But those are games that you're going to have to have your best game, no matter what. So you're already coming into the playoffs at a disadvantage if you get there. And then if you do get there... Who are you facing in the first round? Is it going to be the Heat again? Is it going to be the 76ers with James Harden and Joel Embiid? No matter what happened in that game in in March. Well, it is March. Earlier this month. Uh, is it going to be the Bucks who 
for all intents and purposes, the Nets still have no one to, that can guard Giannis. Then again, does anyone really have anyone that can guard Giannis? Uh, is it going to be the Celtics who uh, just lead in? Um, we're in first place for about five seconds. Then they lost. Then they lost Robert Williams, and now there's concerns on if their team would be able to play. Um, let's just say it's three six Celtics Raptors Jacobs James right now. Um, if they were to face the Raptors, if very key players would be able to play in those three games in Toronto. So, I'll, I'll there's a lot to think about. That's I'll start there. The unvaccinated player thing I don't think will be a problem because I don't think there is anyone too fundamental in the team who is unvaxxed. We have had road trips to Toronto previous in the season, and the only person who missed was Robert Williams. That's because he was uh, going through, I want, I want to say it was either physical therapy or he was just on an injury reserve list. So, I don't think there's going to be any problems with vaccinations or a road trip to Canada. Because if I remember correctly, we've already done that. We've been there, done that. Now, now wait, did Toronto's, or excuse me, Canada's mandate come back at any any point? Like, what, was it uh, lifted and then at some point it came back? I'm, I'm not sure because I can remember, like, there were road games and the Celtics played. Like, the starting lineup in particular played. Like, is, is there any player that you are uh, getting at that might not be able to play? Uh, they're talking Jalen Brown, Al Horford, and again, we saw last year, Jalen Brown lost him for the playoffs. That probably probably is a much closer series against the Nets if Jalen Brown is playing. But those are two very key players yeah. that you probably won't have for three games against Toronto if that's necessary. I mean, Al Horford, that one doesn't scare me as much. What really scares me ties into what I wanted to get to, which is is the Robert Williams injury. Mm. So the Celtics dominated the Minnesota Timberwolves in a beautiful game. And by winning that game and the Sixers losing against the Suns, they bumped up to the number one seed. But then we received an update, everyone. We received an update that Robert Williams... Tore his meniscus. Now, I don't know if you know much about torn menisci, (laughs) but it's a pretty bad injury. And more particularly, you're out for about four to six weeks minimum. And for those of you who don't know much about Robert Williams, he is our defense. The entire defense of the Celtics runs through Rob. He is a chase down artist. He is a rebounding machine. He is a paint beast in its purest form. Losing him? Oh no. Because even yesterday, we played against the Raptors and we were the injury riddled uh, Celtics going against basically full fledged Raptors and we almost won. We lost by two points. JT wasn't playing, Al Horford wasn't playing, JB wasn't playing, Rob Will wasn't playing, and we kept it close. That being said, if we are, I think what's going to determine the East is going to be strictly matchups. It's so Mm. close, and each team is so evenly distributed, it really depends on who you're going against. And 
Whereas the Nets, I think, would be facing trouble against someone like the Bucks. I think with this Robert Williams trade, or with trade, injury, <laughs> the last people I want to play is the Nets. Because we... I have no fears about the Celtics' defense. I generally have a fear about their offense. Usually they can lock it down and at least prevent the other people from scoring. With Robert Williams out, we cannot prevent anything, and our half-court offense is not fantastic, I'll be honest. So, oh, it, it hurts me to see the Celtics, you know, lose someone this vital. I think it's very much going to play in the playoffs and very much can knock the Celtics out of contention. But, yeah, that, that's my thoughts on that. I think, to sum it up with the East, it's going to be dependent upon matchups. That's really going to choose who wins it, the East. It's just going to be really, really interesting to watch. Um, we got a lot more to talk about, especially with the NBA. Uh, are the Bucks favorites? Um, what's going on with Miami Heat? Both on the court and off the court. Um, we'll get to that more. On the Sports Corner, you're listening to WFP 88.7 FM. You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to the show live on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. or on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. This is WFMP 88.7 FM, The Edge. Welcome back to the Sports Corner. I am Peyton Ellison, joined by Jacob Sampson. Uh, we've been talking about the NBA this Tuesday evening. I'm forgetting how to speak today. Um, and let's continue with that. So, first things first. Actually, no, I'm going to get the show to Jacob. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? All right, I say let's let's jump into... Let's talk about the Miami Heat. That should be a quicker story. Because, in case people were not aware, the Miami Heat, more particularly last week, but even going into this week, have had some troubles on and off the court. They started to go on a bit, not even necessarily a lose streak, but in their last ten, you know, they're four and six. And all of this resulted on Wednesday of last week, and a little confrontation. That confrontation specifically being between star player of the Miami Heat, Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, that is. And head coach Eric Spolstra. And veteran Udonis Haslam. What exactly happened? Well, there were some words exchanged. And then some faces got real close to each other. And then there were reports that Jimmy Buckets tried to take a swing at Eric Spolstra. <laughs> Or that it almost came to blows. Now, frankly, I think all of this is just kind of blown out of proportion. There's still talks about, oh, the Heat are on a downward trend. The Heat have been dominating all season. Two bad weeks does not negate 60-plus games of excellence. I know they're only at their 48 and 28, so that's... What I'm saying is they've really had a strong season that I don't think that's representative of them as a whole. 
The other thing is that a lot of reports came out saying, oh, no, don't worry. This is normal for the heat. To which shrugged some people be like, oh, okay. No one's no one's blowing this out of proportion. Jimmy's at practice. Eric and him are there talking. But on the other hand, that's not great if this is if a regular occurrence in your locker room is the star player going out toe-to-toe with the head coach. Now, now granted, we're talking about Jimmy Butler. If that is the case, does that surprise you at all? <laughs> no, just all those reports. That's how you... I saw something from Gilbert Arenas, of all people, uh, who was saying how Udonis Haslam's a shark, and he's just training the next shark on what a shark is. (laughs) And I was just like, I feel like there's turmoil in the heat locker room. (laughs) And Gilbert Arenas, as we all know, is... What's the word I'm looking for? He is known for keeping his cool. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, move, moving forward, I think the Heat are fine. Peyton, do you have any comments on the Heat, or do you want to move to the Bucks? They're, they're fine. <laughs> um, getting blown out by the Nets on their home court. Not a great way to cap off the week. But, uh, and by the way, Andre Trump is just throwing up the deuces like a Cyrus Kill, who, by the way, is now Miami Dolphin. We don't have time to talk about it right now, but that that happened. Sorry, Tyreek. Like... <laughs> have fun in Miami. Well, he wanted to be there, so I guess or at least over true. the Jets. But then again, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about the Bucks. Yeah, so let's let's and then let's sum this up because we got a few more things to hit in a short amount of time. The Bucks are looking good. The Bucks are the one team that I'm looking at, and I'm thinking, wow, you are not playing a hundred percent right now. That's a team that I feel that despite being, you know, pretty high up in the East, they are picking and choosing their battles really, really well. I think this all comes back to last season and what everyone said, what Giannis had to learn, which was stop pushing yourself in the regular season so when you can save yourself for the playoffs, and we saw what happened, well, guess what? Bucks aren't number one seed again. But the Bucks are looking clean. I love the ball movement. I love the defense. And I think once playoff time comes... Even, like, Giannis is going to turn it up to 12, but even, like, Drew and Chris are going to turn it up a bit because it, it seems like they're they're still a bit reserved, and I have a lot of faith in them. So I've been seeing a lot of reports on the Bucks. I'm getting a bit more on the Bucks hype train, but I honestly, I'm changing my opinion every single week. And that just shows how good basketball is right now. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, it just what a wild season. What a um, wild season it's been. Uh, now, if you ask me today, honestly, Bucks on dream match. Suns come out on top because Jesus Lord the Suns. Uh, but if Memphis keeps playing the way they are, like that's just how. Um, Look, I love Memphis. You know, I've been big on Memphis since the beginning of even this season. I think they're too young, though. That, I really do think fair. that experience and that. But yeah, just experience and age goes a long way in the playoffs, and I just think they're too young. Yeah, and this is also the first time where I see a whole bunch of X factors, like, of course, the Bucks as the number three seed, uh, one of the Heat, uh, one of the Warriors, the Clippers are getting back Paul George, 
and we still, we still don't know what's happening with Kawhi. Um, the Lakers at the 10 seed, well. The Spurs are going to be in the play-in over the Lakers. Or we can have that play-in game in New Orleans that I've been talking about. <laughs> Could you imagine all the New Orleans fans just who just buy tickets not even to watch a good game just to boo Anthony Davis? <laughs> I'm telling you, that is... That that is worth the price of admission for who, who's broadcasting the West West Conference uh, TNT. Look, I would I would pay to go to that game just to boo <laughs> Anthony Davis. I hate that man. All right, uh, the NBA is good. That that's all. Uh, real quick thoughts. Final topic: the NFL playoff overtime change. Uh, so in the playoffs. Both teams will get two possessions. Um, that's pretty much the basis of it. Jake, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this is the most fantastic rule change that I don't understand why it wasn't changed literally mid-season last <laughs> last season because we saw it happen twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to change. And I also would like to talk to the people who think, well, now people are going to, play, going to complain that one team didn't get two chances. No. The problem with the rule was that one team got one chance. If they scored a touchdown, game was over. That was the issue. Both teams get one chance. I don't. I don't think there's anything else to say, really. Yeah, no. It was. It, it felt like a pretty simple decision. I yelled "Yippee Skippy" in the <laughs> lecture center when I got the notification. <laughs> imagine just imagine just hearing that lecture center and. Yeah, what's going on in this thing. They changed the NFL playoff to overtime rule. <laughs> well, specifically, Yippy Skippy, they changed the NFL <laughs> overtime rule. <laughs> we covered a lot in 30 minutes. That's all the time we have for the sports corner. Thank you for listening. Uh, you're listening to the podcast edition. We'll be back at this break. You're listening to the FM edition. Ladies Fusion and more cutting edge music is up next. For Jacob Sanson, as he dances out the room, I'm Van Nelson. You're listening to WFP 88.7 FM. You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to the show live on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. or on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. This is WFMP 88.7 FM, The Edge. Welcome back to the Sports Corner. Um, I'm Payne Ellison, joined by Jacob Sanson. This is the extended play. Um, if you've been listening, we've been talking about the NBA, and we're going to somewhat continue that. Uh, but first, it's around that time. It's late March. Uh, let's just update you on the NCAA tournaments. Um, <clears throat> UConn and Louisville. Louisville. Wow. But I can't speak. That's fine. Um... They're joining South Carolina and Stanford in the women's Final Four in Minneapolis and the Final Four in the men's tournament in, where is it, New Orleans. It'll be Kansas versus Villanova, I'm about to say Villanueva. Um, And then it's, well, something that everyone would be talking about if Will Smith didn't happen, Duke, North Carolina, uh, for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament. So that is your Final Four for the women's and men's matchup. What do we do now? <laughs> well, 
I, I see you have written here a discussion, <laughs> the greatest last-minute clutch moments in an eventual Oh, yeah, I did write that. I mean, personally, I feel like you're cherry-picking a lot because I can't tell you any clutch moments that resulted in a loss except for Katie stepping on the three-point line. <laughs> no. Okay, so just to describe what I mentioned, is the greatest last-minute clutch moment by a player in a game that their team eventually lost. So, like you said, the the shot in Game 7 of last year's semifinals against the Bucks for KD. Um, Rajay Davis, the Game 7 home run in 2016. Uh, Jermaine Kirk's catch before uh, the worst play call of all time in Super Bowl 49. Those sort of moments. Are there other great moments like that? That's why, like, I'm trying to think, because I I feel like it it's harder to pull out the clutch moments that result in a loss than it is to remember the clutch moments that mm. result in a win. Just the simple fact of, well, if the clutch moment results in a win, there's so much more impact. That's fair. Um, I'm also thinking 2016 NCAA tournament, the kid who hit the ridiculous circuit shot for Chris Jenkins, uh, ended it. For Villanova. Uh, I'm not a big college basketball guy. I'll be honest. I'm not sure what we're <laughs> referring to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we don't have to really explain that much. Uh, so there's that. There's definitely more moments that I'm just not thinking of. That. Oh, for sure. I just, I mean, any basketball like game that results in an almost buzzer beater that then gets surpassed by a buzzer beater. That that's true. Um, great football catches. The moment before a game-winning interception. <laughs> um, I guess Gabriel Davis with his fourth touchdown before the Chiefs went down the field in 13 seconds. <laughs> Um, there's definitely a lot of them, but what would be the greatest one? I, I, me personally, I would say Roger Davis, but that's a baseball fan of me. Uh, so what, what would you think? This is the problem. I, I don't know if I have enough in my head to to really choose one because at this point I'm, I'm still just trying to reach I'm still just trying to think of like try to put all of the mostly basketball uh, situations in my head but it's it is a bit difficult now when I came up with this question it was like 4am last century and I tried looking it up, and there was nothing there because people remember the moments in a win rather than a loss. So there's that. And I don't remember what made me think about this. I guess I was just thinking about Katie, Rajay Davis, and somehow that came up. Can I just say Isaiah Thomas's time with the Celtics? <laughs> Specifically that 2017 season, I think it was. <laughs> When he had MVP, he was on the MVP ballot. I don't want anyone to ever forget that. That Isaiah Thomas, you know, Isaiah Thomas, the 5'9 point guard who now currently plays for Charlotte. Charlotte, thank you. I almost forgot it. <laughs> um, 
there were MVP chants. He was on the MVP ballot in like 2017. He dropped like a 53-point game in the playoffs. I thought it was 55. I know he dropped a 53, but maybe it was 55. But <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. That still makes me sad to this day. Oh, is it time? It's the short list stardom. What about just over? What about your favorite clutch shots in sports, or just your favorite clutch moments? Unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Brooklyn Nets, who 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 don't have any like clutch buzzer moments. I'm a fan of the Yankees, who have a whole bunch of looks right now, but I'm not going to bore you with it. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't even need to be your favorite team. Just if there's any moments um, that. Like I said, Rod- Roger Davis, the Game 7 home run, 2016 World Series, 6-4 um, with, was it two outs? Like the third 2-2 pitch in um, India bats, just a quick line over the left field wall at Progressive Field. So it's a tie game, and then the infamous rain delay happened, and the Cubs <laughs> scored two in the 10th inning, and that was it. Broke a curse, by the way. That is true. That is true. Shout out to Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> Back to the Future has that whole thing with the Chicago Cubs curse. I don't know if you remember that. Of course I remember that. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't sure how familiar you are with the Back to the Future franchise. <laughs> honestly, for me, if I had to pick one of my favorite moments in all of basketball, I don't think there's many shots that are better than Kawhi Leonard Game 7. Toronto Raptors Eastern Conference Finals You can't see it but I'm checking the shot just like uh, Kawhi Oh oh I I thought that was what Joel B was doing No 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 the you know what shot I'm referring to Yeah yeah I know That buzzer beater that beautiful beautiful I mean the first game 7 buzzer beater victory How can it it's it's just everything one could ever want Oh, wow, Jimmy Buckets was playing on the Sixers at this point. I forgot about that. Between this Timberwolves and 76ers tenure, that's just a wild time to remember, <laughs> especially how it ended. Uh, yeah, let's just watch this in glory again. He brings it off to the corner, off on the jump. It bounces on the rim, and it goes through. Buzzer beater, final score, 90. I forget, was that even a two or a three? But it was a two. Yeah, because I think it was just a deep two. His foot was in the line. 92-90, Toronto Raptors take the series, head to the finals, and end up winning their first championship. Also alter the process, in my opinion. Yeah, trust the process. <laughs> trust the process, everyone. How many, how many years has the process been on the Sixers roster? <laughs> a long time. Yeah, it's, it's not so much a process anymore as it is, like... He's been in the league since 2014, and I don't think he started playing like full time until 2016 because of injuries. Exactly. How long is this process supposed to be? Long. Like this is a really long process. Your process is almost in their 30s. Like. <laughs> and by the way, there's been a lot of pieces around that process. Oh, yeah. I mean, where do, where do you want to start? Which teammate do you want to pick up with that was going to be the Joel Embiid number two man? Wow. I just realized there's been so many. Like, I'm thinking Jimmy Butler and 
Uh, Tobias Harris. Those were James the immediate two that I went to. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, of course. Um, and there's definitely like a whole bunch more. Um, huh? Markel. Oh, Markel. Yeah, how was that pick? <laughs> Jeez, should have been Chase Tatum. Just saying. Oh, you know I Do- agree. 2014. 2014. Yeah, we it's been a long it. time. This man has been in the league for eight years. I know only playing for six of them, but maybe, just maybe, it's time to, I don't know, restructure and rework the team. But then again, I don't want the Sixers to win a championship, so you know what you're doing fine. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, well, I, th- I think it's your year. Just keep keep it with this. Just sign James Harden back for as much money as humanly possible. <laughs> Unlimited cheesesteaks and honey buns. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's good clubs in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the road we're going down. Uh, all right. So, I don't know. You want to play Larry Birdle? I mean, I haven't done my purdle for today, oh, so we could start yeah. with that one. Since since I've already, now that i found out that I'm not supposed to check the silhouettes, but I've already done it every time, I feel like it's kind of part of my my thought process now. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> now, hold on. I did I did purdle for today, and I believe it'll give it away. Okay. Okay. I won't do it then. But now I had to think of. People. I also did at two two a.m. So I could. Well, so I'm thinking of people with crazy hair. Then something really identifiable in their silhouette: Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> I will say that was one of my guesses. Sir Rattail. Uh, no, <laughs> not even a little bit. Uh, he's not. Or maybe not- it was one of my guess for Pirtle. I forget. <laughs> He does not play for the Rockets. He is not in the Western Conference. He is not in the Southwest Division. He's a guard or forward. He's taller than 6'4", so I'm guessing guard. Or sorry, I'm guessing forward. Uh, He's above 21, and he's above the number 3. So that really gave us a lot. Um, I'm going to do it after this guess, though. So, someone with distinctive hairstyle who's not in the Western Conference. Can't be you, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um... I'm just trying to think of, like, this can literally be anyone. All I know is that they're possibly a guard or forward. <laughs> so, since I know they're taller, I know they're a forward, um, I know they have to have something distinct about them. Giannis? <laughs> it's definitely not Giannis, so I'm not guessing Giannis. Um, could, it be, could it be his brother? <laughs> oh God, R.J. Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, they're in the East, and I still know it's a forward or guard. I'm gonna check this silhouette. It might ruin it for me. Hopefully not, though. <laughs> Payne's like, I think the silhouette will give it away. I, I see a man's head. <laughs> I, <laughs> like I said, I do this at two, 2 a.m. So what might have been like, oh. There you go. What is equal parts Kevin Herter could also be like Jeremy Lin, which can also be like Marcus Smart from this. 
You know, I'm gonna guess Kevin Herter, actually. I like that guess. <laughs> no, but at least we know it's in the Southeast Division now. Uh, still, still a garter for above six seven. We're good. First of all, Kevin Herter six seven. Imagine seeing a six seven ginger just <laughs> walking past you. <laughs> I was going. To <laughs> so that's so aggressively. Um, this this dude has a really long neck. Like, Payne, are you seeing how long this man's neck is? That's probably why I was recognizable. That that's definitely got to be something. Someone who's in the southeast division. So that removes uh, what's his name? Ah, uh, let's go with Franz Wagner. <laughs> no, <laughs> taller than six ten. You. <laughs> okay, I guess you're a center. Because. You know my my entire process is starting to come back to me. So. But this doesn't make sense to me because usually it turns yellow if they. Do multi-position. But, so I guess he's a forward center then. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, So, the other teams in the Southeast Division, if they're not the uh, Hawks or the Magic, they can be on the Heat. They can be on the Hornets. And I'm not going to lie, I'm trying to remember... Now, now I remember the answer. Now I remember it, and I know exactly how I remember the answer. Oh, why can I? I can picture your face. I can picture your face. You play for the Hornets. You're really bad, Plumley. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> you know, you know why? Because, because my first guess was Nick Nick Claxton and the team flash yellow, mm. and I spent all this time trying to figure out who played for the Nets. 2018, 2019, 2020. I got all the way to guess eight. It wasn't someone who played for Nets recently after all. Yeah, I mean, like... I mean... You could tell that, uh... These were two guesses, just like, just to get people. <laughs> I feel like there, there was just something about these three players that just really felt like uh, the the silhouette was just giving their vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about them. Now the great thing is you can do more of these on Larry Birdle, which is Pirtle, but you can do it as many times as you want to. Larry Bird. Oh. <laughs> I love how everyone has just gone with the um has just gone with the word old rhyme yeah. sort of scheme. <laughs> so anyway. So I have someone with a bit crazier hair. The the Nasus. Just go with the Nasus. Oh yeah, no, look look at those shoulders. Why is this man so thick? <laughs> this man has such a short, skinny neck, but has the shoulder. He's built like a Mack truck. <laughs> um, so I'm picturing a bigger human being. So let's try one of the Antetokounmpo's. Danis. Imagine first guess. Well, I mean, actually, I should have known Thanis's neck is so much thicker than that. Yeah, that's true. But we did get a central. I feel like this has to be like Colin Sexton or or uh, no, no, the other I, one. I guess 
Colin before, he has that little dangling thing. But that's why Darius Garland as well. Because mm. for some reason, when I first saw this, I felt Cavaliers. But he saw it in 6'6". Six, six. Oh, yeah, look at that. So it's not him. Um, Context. They are in the Central Division, though, and they are kind of tall, and they are younger. And if you click on that right there, you can see the division. So we're not thinking about what team plays in what division. But that's what I'll tell you. This division right now, the Central Division, has the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to turn my face away from the from the camera <laughs> or the computer. I it has the Milwaukee Bucks. It has the Detroit Pistons. It has the Indiana Pacers. It has the Cleveland Cavaliers, and <laughs> the Chicago the Bulls. One. I forgot the Bulls. <laughs> it's always the last one. Okay, um. I don't think you play for the Chicago Bulls. I still think you you can't play for the Cavs. I don't know who you could be. Evan Mobley doesn't have that much hair. Jared Allen has too much hair. Jared Allen has way too much hair. You know, I'm just going to throw down the Evan Mobley guess just so I can confirm that it's not the Cavs. But they're a center in the Central Division. Is it just Giannis? No, that's too much it, hair. It can't be. Oh, yeah, we already guessed Milwaukee. Um, okay, just so I can have it looking at me now. So, you're definitely not on the Bulls. You have to be on the Pacers or the Pistons. I think. Miles Turner's too tall. Yeah. Also too much hair. Uh, As in, Miles Turner has more hair. Let me confirm that. I can picture it kind of down more. Uh, was he rocking? Yeah, wasn't he? Was he rocking dreads for a while? Yeah. That's why I can, I can picture Miles Turner with like the uh, with like the dreads that go over his headband. That's what I'm picturing him with. This I want to guess Hassan Whiteside, but you don't play for these teams. Did he get? Are you sure it's not Hassan Whiteside? I'm pretty sure. Okay. You know, it's like, you know, Hassan plays for the Jazz. Uh, why did I think he was in, still in Sacramento and then got, was in the Sabon? Anyway, <laughs> continue. Uh, I just want to guess anyone on either the Pistons or the also, Pacers. Also, he has to be 6'10", because... Oh, yeah. Look at that. I, that's not going to help me too much. Also, um, from 7 to 18 is his number. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> I'm going to guess Cade Cunningham. Just to, I know it's not Cade Cunningham, but I just want to see if it's on the Pistons. I have a feeling. No. Oh. Because my next guess was going to be Killing Hayes. Way too. Killing Hayes ain't that tall. Oh. I forget my own rules. Okay, let's or, guess Miles Turner for fun. So, it's on the balls? <laughs> who, who, who's the balls? Who's the I backup? I oh, my. I'm going to need help spelling that. <laughs> no, I, it probably isn't because... There's so much... There's so much. <laughs> So think about hey yo, and then yeah, there you go. 
No, but they do play for Chicago. I probably should have made you pick. I guess I knew. I, I, just... I should have known he was card. Okay. The number is help. Do... Except you don't know numbers. And I don't know who wears 13 or 14 for the Bulls. It's, it's not Patrick Williams. But we sure isn't Patrick. No, I don't. He doesn't ever run center, I don't think. Who is the Bulls' backup center? I straight up cannot think who the Bulls' backup center is. So there's who switch, and then there's that. How, how old does it say? They're young. Okay, They're between so 22 and 25. It could be Patrick No, 23 Williams. or 24, because it can't be 22. Yeah. It can't be 25. So, it's a bull. Hey, we're way past the clock time, by the way. <laughs> but it doesn't even matter. Uh, it's a Chicago Bull. Um, a set... What in the world? <laughs> we're going to move. We're going to look past this. Uh, uh, hopefully, we're still recording. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see it's, it's still recording. So, a Chicago Bull. That's center. That is 6'10". That is 23 or 24. And where's 13 or 14? Uh, what number does Tristan Thompson wear? I don't know, but he's not 24. Oh, yeah. I keep. You see, that's the thing. I'm, I think of one clue, and then I just forget about the, all the other ones. I don't think it's Patrick Williams, but I'm still going to guess. Yeah, I was wrong. Jesus. Okay. I mean, I think it's going to be someone that we don't know the name of at this point. Or it could be someone that we definitely know and it, we're just going to start punching ourselves. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I'm just going to get someone random. I, I want to move on to the next person. We've been killing too much time on this. Tony Bradley. Okay. And I'm actually surprised Tony Bradley's that tall. Okay. So with that, uh, the computer is currently <laughs> in the gray thistle. So while we fix that, we're going to go to a quick break. You're listening to the Sports Corner on W. You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to the show live on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. or on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. This is WFMP 88.7 FM, The Edge. Alright, well, something happened with this uh, computer here, so uh, we're just using one mic for the rest of the show. Um, This is all going to be cut out, so you're not going to hear this, but I'm just going to speak anyway because I feel like doing so. Uh, Welcome back to the Sports Corner. I am Peyton Ellison, joined by Jacob Sanson. Uh, Well, this computer is just messed up so here we are one microphone we're continuing to play larry brittle uh we have to um we have the picture up because i can't pronounce the other word for my life right now <laughs> um so jacob uh, well it seems to be a lighter hair a longer neck 
not as big of a build. My immediate guesses would have to either be Kevin Herter or Denji Adiva. You see, my first guess would be uh, Alexei Pokusevsky. Okay, who do we want to go with first? I don't think the the body doesn't look gangly enough <laughs> to be. Well, you said Kevin Carter and who else? And uh, Denji Adiva or Denji Avita. I can never pronounce his name. So, so either one will knock out some of the clues, so I guess whichever one. All right, well. Well, <laughs> it's definitely either. Well, with, with that, yeah, that Kevin Herter thing, we could really just take all of that out. Um, We do know that they're above 6'7". And that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, and older than 23. Sorry. And older than 23. So our moves, uh, Poku. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, that definitely takes out Denji Adiva because he has to be the Western Conference. Austin Reeves? That's a good guess. That's a good guess. I don't know how tall Austin Reeves is, though. Just, just Western. Hillbilly Kobe. <laughs> or Hick Kobe, whatever his nickname was. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm kind of glad that we were using one microphone right now. <laughs> oh, did you know that was his nickname, though? No. Yeah, his nickname, like, back home was, like, Hillbilly Kobe or something like that. And then it got popular once he got drafted. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Hmm. Okay, so... We know that they're also not a guard, so... Because I was going to say Josh Giddy, but... Oh, actually, Josh Giddy's got the flow. I do think... From this silhouette, we're on the right path. A tall... <coughs> I mean, it could be Polkashevsky, maybe. Maybe we just guess it anyway. Maybe get the division out of the uh, uh, way. Why not? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A-L-E and hope it comes up. Yes. <laughs> Poku... <laughs> hey, you know what? We got Northwest Division. And we got the forward... Below seven feet, though, so you know we got a pretty nice range. Probably six eight, six nine, maybe six ten. Well, no, it has to be six eight, six nine because. Oh, is it two that, inches? That, like that's in yellow. Oh, okay, I see. I see. I don't know that it was two inches specifically. Um, this is getting kind of weird. Anyway. Yeah, this is okay. So they're in the Northwest Division. I don't even want to bother. We know this is the Northwest Division. Five. So between five and. No, 6 and 14. I mean, we could just start throwing out teams just so we could hit that one, hit one quicker. Okay, who, who plays for Portland? No, really, who plays for Portland? Yeah, no, sir, I, I don't know at this point anymore. Um, yes, yeah, so this game, OKC versus oh, Portland. Wait, didn't, didn't they get some really bad pickups? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the people, I think, fit some of the categories that I'm looking for. Um, I just need anyone, though, on Portland, just to see if it's out of there. Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> Definitely not Eric but... Okay, it's not Portland. Literally one of three players I can name. Jokic. They are not on Denver. 
<laughs> oh, they're, and they're not on OKC as well, so they're either on the Timberwolves. But, but, 6-8. Oh, wait. No. Yeah, no, 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 wait, no. Have it. we confirmed that? No, because it's going to be 6 eight, six, nine. No, it can't be 6-9 because that's not yellow. There's no 6-9 not here. Listen. What are you talking about? Listen, listen oh, I, I, I see. I see how this works. <laughs> and he's old. And we got old in 27. Okay. Okay, that, that helps. That helps a bit. Not too much, but a little bit. Um, If it's on the Minnesota Timberwolves, I'm telling you right now, I have no idea who this is. I can tell you three people who play for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and it's pretty straightforward. Probably Anthony Townsend, D'Angelo Russell, and who else? Anthony Edwards. Uh, actually, wait, wait, wait. Before Malik Beasley. Interesting. Is, is he still on Timberwolves? Please, he's on Timberwolves. I don't want to waste guess. He is on Timberwolves. It is on Minnesota. Yeah, see, I didn't think it was going to be Malik because I think we were closer with that guess and that guess and that guess and that guess. <laughs> okay, 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 we get it. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I feel like it's... There's... I'm just saying... That narrows it down a lot more. <laughs> okay, we get it. Okay. Oh, he's going a little bit. Let's see these clothes again. Okay, Timberwolf is a forward, a straight up forward, by the way. Uh, six. What did I say? Six. Eight. Yeah, six eight. And uh, twenty or twenty-nine. And we have like two guesses left, but they are a Timberwolf. Okay. Another long neck guy. Just are we sure? Is that what we said? No. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, hmm. It is absolutely someone that we're either forgetting or just or is so Isaiah Livers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the Timber like the Timberwolves. I would argue is probably the team I know the least. Not D'Angelo, not... And we can't even guess that to get, like, a number clue closer. It's it's a taller man. Can't be Carl Anthony. Can't be literally anyone. Yeah. I, I don't know who plays for the Timberwolves. I'll be honest. I really don't. Now, here's the question. Do we cheat? we cheat. <laughs> I think at that point we just kind of just throw out some guesses. Right. Like, is it Carl Anthony Towns? Oh, well, that's weird. Are you sure? <laughs> Jake Layton. Who? Who are you? Where do you live? Peyton, was I wrong about my No, you were not. Have I ever no, been wrong? No, you have never been wrong. <laughs> and that, and that, is all the time we have for Sports Corner. For Jacob Sanson, for Jake Lehman, for Carl Anthony Towns, I am Dan Allison. You have been listening to the Sports Corner. We will talk to you next week. You're listening to WFP 88.7.